just make meals. Undeniably, undeniably. Um, so I was, uh, I was in New Orleans two weekends ago, and uh-huh. Dreams and Nightmares came on on Bourbon Street in the club. And when I say no one was casual, weave was flying everywhere, spit was flying everywhere, fingers were waving everywhere, every bar was perfectly articulated. It felt like a church service. Because <laughs> honestly, I think <laughs> Dreams and Nightmares might be a modern day Negro spiritual. It <laughs> it just has an impact. I, and, and it's so funny that it has such an impact because it's not like there's no chorus. It's not supposed mm. to be catchy. It's just it's just bars. It's just literally an elite rapper just well, yeah, rapping. I was almost like, should I call Meek Elite? Yeah, yeah, Meek's Elite. He's he's in that class. Catch yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I just dreams and nightmares is unassailable to me as far as the intro. I have heard dreams and nightmares, and I'm not kidding you. I've heard it at Kensington. I've heard it at weddings. <laughs> I, I promise to God, my homegirl and her husband came down the railing to Dreams and Night. They both was like, that was their jam. And so um, I would agree with you that it, it's something like a Negro spiritual. Like it's, it's something about that song, the words of the song too. It's not just the music. The beat is cool. Don't get me wrong. That takes you to another level. But it's just something about the words, like you, you like you, you tried to play me, like you, you thought I was renting Aston Martin and stuff. Like, don't do me like that. I'm, 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 I'm outside. You know what I'm saying? It's inspirational. <laughs> it's inspirational. I like it's inspirational and aspirational. Like I feel yes. like, you know. Because it's not a, and the other thing is, it's not a new song, right? right? So you would have thought, like, by now people would have gotten over it or got past it or whatever. But I have never heard that song played and people weren't ready to put down everything they had in their hands and <laughs> rush to the nearest dance floor if one was available or just being in their car. I've never seen people react to a song like that before you, you couldn't be honestly. more right you couldn't be more right I, I i you're so right like it yeah i love the way you just illustrated it. it really feels like when that song comes on time has to stop for four minutes everybody gotta start with it if you eaten and even if you don't know every word of the song because i don't know every word of the song but I can say some choice parts of the song <laughs> that relate to how I feel about the song. And so I, I find that, you know, I'm 47. So let's say in my age group, I have found that, I mean, women my age, men, of course, my age, that listen to rap music regularly. But like, you know, women in my friend group who listen to like R&B music mostly, Baby, they know the words to this song. This, <laughs> come on. They are certified gangsters. They are ready to sell all the kilos. They are ready. When like, you, they are, they in the streets. <laughs> when, when, when you started off with the, like, the different demographics and nationalities <laughs> that have partaken in the festival of this song, I'm I, I almost you, fell out of the chair. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a worldwide... So that's why when they tried to play him... And say Lil Uzi Vert's song. I just want to rock. 
of all, that's a tick. That's that's a um. It's not. A, it doesn't even feel like a TikTok song. It feels like a Fortnite song. It's cute. Remember when kids was doing that stupid dance off of Fortnite? Yeah, for like yes. a, I think that's a great teacher. illustration. Yeah. And mm. I was a teacher at that time, so I wanted to push everybody over. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what that song reminds me of. One of those stupid dances, and I'm not saying that it's not a good song for people who like songs like that, but for them to say that that was the new James. And now who said that? DJ. Was it someone mm. reputable? I thought it was just like a fan it, thing. It was somebody happened. reputable, but it's not somebody reputable we hadn't heard from in a long time. We just had nothing to do that day. <laughs> I stir up, trying to stir up some some stuff. And so yeah. um, he started up for about three days because then nobody cared after that. Nobody. I mean, he went back to being weird and the song went back to being what it was. If the Eagles would have won the Super Bowl, we all know what song we would have been bumping. We would have been. Yeah. It would have been dreams and nightmares. Sure. And it, it wouldn't have even been sure. close. And I, I like. I love Lil Uzi Bird. We'll talk about him later. But uh-huh. that's not. That's not debate. You. You feel. You feeling. Uh, I just want to rock heavy. Or oh yeah, for like? sure. I. I do. I'm. I'm over here. Like you know, man. You know, you're all talking about me. I'm the. I'm the Fortnite. Uh, you know. He's like, I'm the target. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna stay quiet over here. No. Uh, no. I, I like that song. You know. It's. It's a. Uh, I don't know. Like for me, it's just when I hear it on commercials. It's like NBA playoffs is on right now. They'll go into commercials and mm. or come back out, and you hear that song. I'm like, ooh, okay. I, I'm kind of feeling good about the mm. this game. You know, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of. I mean, like, I, I give it to you. It, it mm. is that kind of song, uh-huh. but it's not. It's not. It's not taking over the the best crescendo rap song. <laughs> no, I think if there's made. another song that can compete, though, and you know, I I don't want to age anybody here. But T Grizzly's first day out got that type of energy. It's not the same. It's not the same. But it's got it's got but that. It type is of energy. the same. It's a similar energy. That's true story. Yeah, and and I'm not gonna lie to you. When when it when it builds and when it finally hits and he he gets to going crazy. I think the only thing that stops me, well, a lot of things stop me from putting it over dreams and nightmares, like quality, because I think dreams and nightmares is still more quality than it. Yeah, yeah. But. I think the only thing that stops me from giving it that same level of is I think Meek just snapped significantly more on Dreams and Nightmares. Sure. Than I like that whole album. I ain't gonna lie. That, I ain't gonna front. That's that's definitely a good a good album. He, you know the songs he has on there with Swiss. I know you that like the one similar to some of the other songs that Swiss has done with Lil Wayne, but you right. know. <laughs> I know you, you like that you one. Uh, get your I went to church. I've been going to church uh, recently again for the first time in a while, and I've been listening to Amen on the way to church <laughs> habitually. <laughs> I've, been, I've been like, you know what? This this is my I hymn. mean, if you gotta go, you might as well. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. Well, Tiffany, it is so good to 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 be with you on this episode. Um, Welcome to the Moral Minority Show, everyone. Um, I am your host, uh, Joshua Luckett, and I am joined by your other host, Kennedy Curley. That's right. And we have a, let's be frank, a legend on the show. Mm-hmm. A legend on the show. You, How you, many times? Like, I, actually, like I have to cut you off, Josh. I have to say, um, I feel like I was listening to Tiffany you know, I, I was getting. I was a fan of, of of Josh and Tiffany as a as a as a duo before I even became part of this show. So I feel like I'm like on y'all's show. You know what I mean? <laughs> the 
that's a lot. Mm. <laughs> it, really, it, it really has been beautiful. I, you know, I personally am a big um, hip hop uh, fanatic. I mean, it's just it doesn't feel like a musical genre I've indulged in. It, indulged in. It feels like a culture I was raised in and have embraced. And so I get really jealous when I see the Joe Button podcast or when I see DJ Academics or when I watch The Breakfast Club. I'm like, man, like, that's so dope to be able to do journalism, journalism in that space and media in that space. And, and so getting an opportunity to kind of do that on a lay level has been dope. But finding someone that can match and have the chemistry to have those conversations has been really great. I think this is what our fourth one, fourth or fifth one that we've tried to do. In, in many different variations, Tiffany, uh, with different, you know, other guests and everything. And so, um, so it's just, it's just dope to keep fulfilling that little, you know, little slight fantasy slash dream of mine and, <laughs> and have, uh, have genuinely one of my better friends. And like I always say, like a, a surrogate mom, uh, you know, like a, an eternal, an eternal beloved friend. Um, briefly for those of, for those who don't know Tiffany, um, can you just give us a little bit of just like, uh, you know, real quick school um, and then current involvements that you are involved in, particularly when it comes to people of our um, melanin complexion? I know you, you care about our people. So, so um, my name is Tiffany. I went to the illustrious Prairie View A&M University. You know, um, that's 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 my place where I um, uh, have a degree in sociology and a minor in African American studies and behavioral political science. Yes, you can get two minors when you overdo it because that's what I did. <laughs> uh, currently, excuse me. Currently, I work with. Um, I'm an advocate. For adults who have been sex trafficked um, or who are in danger of being sex trafficked through a program, a nonprofit called Unbound Now here in the Bryan College Station area. Um, it is more than just in Bryan College Station. We're in Waco and Dallas and other cities, but that's where I am right now. So uh, if you ever need any assistance or know somebody who needs some help, uh, reach out to me and I definitely will try to point you in the right direction. Um, sex trafficking is, you know, some people say, oh, you live in such a small town. Is that happening here? It does happen. Um, and contrary to what people believe, Liam Neeson is not trying to take, try to come and rescue you from somebody who plans a traffic. It don't happen like that. Most people are trafficked by people that they are familiar with. And usually that's their family. Unfortunately, uh, black women and children that are involved in the foster care system or any type of, um, uh, displacement or poverty are at high risk of being trafficked. So um, that is my job in this organization uh, as working with the adults is to try to help those who want to get out of the life and also to help prevent those going back into the life. So uh, that's what I do on a daily basis. In my community, I uh, have a, a day called Pretty Brown Girls Day once a year where we celebrate and have a workshop for uh, black and brown girls who want to or need to see themselves outside of school or something like that. So we do different sections on hygiene, hair, things that matter to them. Uh, we do a section on bullying, uh, 
education, um, it just depends. The sections change every year. But uh, that's something that's very near and dear to my heart. I also work with another program called OnRamp where we provide vehicles. Typically, our demographic is single mothers between the age of 25 to 35, and they're usually African-American. So that is where I show up. So um, a lot of the things that I do, I'm the only person that looks like me, and I'm okay with that because um, we need representation because I believe a lot of people, you can't be what you don't see. And um, as long as they see me, they know that there's options. So that's what I do every day. Uh, shout out to all of that. Big shout out to On Rent and uh, Blake Jennings. Uh, Blake was a phenomenal colleague and friend, and I just love what you guys are doing um, in that space. Um, and so, uh, really excited for this episode. I think one of the things that we want to accomplish in this, because we're going to talk about a lot of different things, but one of the things we want to accomplish in this episode is uh, kind of taking a peek at modern hip-hop so hip-hop has gone from the first radio hit in 1979 with the sugar hill gang uh really before that obviously like matriculating in like the kind of boroughs and spaces in new york and the party scene the underground party scene and 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 has and has you know butted into the most consumed musical genre worldwide um, started that happened in 2017 when it overtook rock and it has not really slowed down um uh it has had uh a a a trio and really i would say like a there were five artists that in the last decade to 20 years have kind of just taken the genre to just crazy places with kendrick cole drake I would I would say future and and Kanye West Kanye West still had an amazing uh, 2010s. Mm-hmm. Um, it tailed off terribly, <laughs> but, it was, yeah. but it was but he was but he was but he was cooking in a generation where people weren't even really his contemporaries at that point mm-hmm. because yeah. of, because of his age gap, you know. And so, and I feel like you know now with those five guys kind of beginning to pass the torch, kind of beginning to transition into kind of how they want their careers to finish up. Let's take a modern peek at where's hip hop, where's it going, what's popping. And you know, I I really when I when we we first talked about this episode Tiffany back in June. I went back and looked at the text a couple of days ago. Um and just a lot has transpired, and now we're able to finally get down, and get and talk about this. But you know, early on when we wanted to have this conversation, I, I had just realized going back to all of our episodes that me and you had never talked about the female space of hip hop, which was just kind of surprising. Yeah, I, I think that we were going to do it, but because you know. Uh, at the time, a couple of times that we were going to have that conversation, the female space was very sexual. And I really just think that we weren't really sure how to approach it. I mean, I knew how to approach it, but, you know, your show, <laughs> people that are Christian listen to it. So we, there's that. Hopefully the audience has, uh, has pivoted a bit to have uh, yeah. more and open so I, ears. I think at know. that time you have more of a kind of a funneled audience that was more... Uh, church folks, right? 
Uh, and so I think now you, you have a broader perspective, mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a broader group of people. And so we can have conversations about things that, you know, don't necessarily wrap around uh, the Bible. Exactly. <laughs> Bless. <laughs> I mean, I'm a preacher's kid. Don't get me wrong. But I mean. Same. And as PKs, <laughs> we know overindulgence in uh in uh in rigid religion is uh is just boring yeah that's not it's not it so so let so let's pop off into it with the the female space of hip-hop one has always been dope let's just make that clear like when you go all the way back to queen latifah and mc light and um you know lauren hill like right right you can go far back as that and and even in that space because we talked about earlier about how it feels like in the women's space of rap music you either have to be Glorilla or you have to be like Mulatto um oh, or Lotto I was about to say you're gonna say the full name <laughs> sorry no that, um, look we- but what happened was I saw her face and I thought about that name that I hate it, and I ended up saying it. Um, but I, I, but put the this is the thing. <laughs> Her name was so was so whack at that time, and I understood, you know, why she did it or whatever. But the girl can rap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that cannot be denied. She has bars. She has, you know, she's young. She's twenty three. She looks like she's twenty three. Right. Um, she's a gorgeous girl. And I like, like she was just on the uh, on the stage this weekend, and she brought out the little girl that had, sings that song. Don't play with it. I can't call her name right now. They all have uh, very scandalous uh. little this, that, and the thirds. Right. And so, <laughs> yes. But I I love that camaraderie, and I just actually saw um, a TikTok video. A Megan uh, current video where she was talking about how she loved working with Cardi B, and that's that's the stuff I like to see because that's kind of where I come from with seeing Queen Latifah, MC Light, and Salt and Pepper, and all those ladies, you know, work together or at least be friendly with one another. They may not have uh, been on the same album or anything like that, but this kind of weird. It can only be one of us type of situation. That didn't. That wasn't a thing, you know. Everybody had their piece of the pie. Yeah, yeah. I, so in the in the nineties, Kim and Kim and uh, Foxy didn't go back and forth with each other. That Kim didn't really. Was Kim's first well, there like, was big really public so, beef? Nikki, you got you had Kim, Foxy. You had a meal. Um, you had Biggie's other girlfriend with the red hair. Right, like you had these. So you had the big brand corporate rapper, which was Kim, and then you had also like your Missy, because that was a different kind of. Uh, but that almost felt like a different genre because they and, and they were friends. But then you had like these offshoots of people like Emil. Who you know she was like a hooks girl, but she did have her own album, but it didn't really do that great. And so you had like these offshoots of people, but Kim was so prevalent because she had Biggie right. and 
you know, puff behind her. Right. She had that whole machine and she was with the guys. And so she gave that element of I'm super raunchy, but these are my brothers at the same time, yeah. you know? So yeah. the other ladies, they tried to do that, but it didn't work out so much. It wasn't, there weren't too many lanes open for that. Yeah. Like Foxy, she was, she's a good rapper. She has, um, other issues that don't have anything to do with rap, but she she she's a dope rapper in her time, and I think she doesn't get enough credit for that. Um, like when she made uh, uh, a, a CD with um, AC mm. and um, what's that boy's name that Jay Z got into it with? Not Benny Siegel. Not Benny. Se- I'm tripping. Go ahead. <laughs> Anyway, um, she's a good rapper. She she had a good time, mm-hmm. but she couldn't overcome Kim. She had a good voice. She was still sexy. Also, colorism played a part in that because she's the dark-skinned girl. Right, and right. Kim, you know, at that time, she was caramel-complected compared to whatever she got going on now. Mm-hmm. But so you also had, like, colorism playing a big part of that because people felt like, especially in the 90s, especially in the 80s and 90s, if you weren't fair skin or light skin or something, the variation of a brown paper bag, you were gonna, it was going to be hard for you. Well, that's a perfect segue into, so Kim finally did get bodied, I would say, career-wise and a bit lyrically, by this young up-and-coming rapper in the late 2000s. Yeah, Nikki body Kim. Let's be honest. Sorry, we're not. We're not. Gonna, yeah. that, like she did. I that Nikki appeared to body Kim because Kim went to prison, and that stint in prison really knocked her off quite a few pegs. I'm not saying that Nikki didn't come in, you know, hard because she did, but she came in with Kim's style. So, do you body somebody that you're emulating? I understand that. I I think I think what Nikki was able to do. I'm not certain that that's was, a thing. She was able to. She she everybody, like, she she was able to add her own new spin on it. She was able to reimagine Kim's style in a very unique way. Like she you said, she reimagined. Re, she did reimagine Kim. She, she did. Imagined. My guy, she bit her whole style. She like she started wearing the same kind of wig. <laughs> she hired her wig maker. What are you talking about? She didn't reimagine her style. Well, she got Come Kim, on, she, she got Kim. She got Kim out of here. People were already here. She got what are Kim, you talking about? She got Kim out of here. You know, and I, I, I and, thought we yeah. were going to be saying good things about Nikki today, so I came prepared to, you know. Well, because uh, <laughs> we, we got to get to how Nikki maybe not, okay, not falling okay. off, but, but slightly falling off. But we mm-hmm. got to be honest about the rise. Like Nikki took over. Like mm-hmm. Nikki became, Nikki became the, the, I don't like separating the female space and the male space. I like focusing on the female space to make mm-hmm. sure that it's hyper um, focused on because it has a disproportionate amount of lack of focus at times. But if we were to distinguish the spaces, Nikki became the the Biggie slash Jay Z of the female space, mainstream wise. Whether we believe that the talent was there, or the authenticity was there, or the bars were there, I thought the bars. Were there. Oh, I think, I think that the, the bars, bars, were, bars were, there. were there. I think there. that the she had all of the elements, but most of those elements came from Kim. She didn't. 
she didn't. Don't tell me she reimagined something. So, so here's she, what I mean. She didn't reimagine that Christopher Columbus. Don't it was that. already there. <laughs> don't do that. So this is what I mean. You look at you look at how everyone has someone that they said I'm gonna take a little bit of that and I'm gonna add a lot to it and spin it. Like Kendrick is trying to do that with Tupac. Oh, she took a lot of bit of it and then put a little bit of herself in it. Would you, would you say J. Cole did that with Nas? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say J. Cole mm-hmm. did that with Nas. Kendrick did that with Tupac. Drake has done that with Jay Z. But nobody does that to men. Nobody cares. Nobody cares when men do that. Nobody cares. Because it's not as obvious to the to to hip hop heads, yes. It's obvious. But to the general public, it's not obvious that these men are patterning their career or styles or cadence or anything after another person. It's not it's not something that they generally see. But it's obvious that this lady went and got this girl's wig maker <laughs> to make her these bubblegum wigs. What I want the audience to know is what's happening right now is a generational divide. I'm actually I'm thinking the same thing because this is I'm like, OK, you know, Nikki, that's kind of where I start. But I can't really relate to the Kim thing. So I don't even know. I'm learning from you. you Nikki's know. the God. Nikki's yeah, the she's God. great. She's and, the queen. And Kim, Kim had a Kim had a hell of a run. I, I, I go back to a lot of that bad boy stuff. And when I listen to Kim's verses, I'm like, I've had bad boys. Uh huh. Not good. Reduce her to bad boy. No, I'm just. We're saying, not gonna like, reduce Kim to just bad. Boy. So he, so here's the problem. Here's the issue with me. I was so big into Lauren Hill at that time, and and I probably listened to Foxy Brown more than I listened than I ever really listened to Kim. I heard her own features more than I ever heard like Money, Power, Respect. Um, all about the Benjamins. Like I heard her on more features than I ever heard. Like listen to Kim's like individual stuff. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's so, that's fair. So right. we are having a little bit of a, an age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying yeah. to rise Nikki to where she needs to be, mm-hmm. so that we could talk about <laughs> what she's transitioning <laughs> into. Look, Nikki's a god, and mm-hmm. we got to do this. Yeah. Nikki jumped on the biggest rap album ever and made her footprint. The opening song, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, where Kanye sampled the Cinderella storytelling mm. thing, and Nikki killed that. Mm. Nikki then you Monster. Yeah, come on. It just ate Monster. And Tiffany, mm. you're rolling your eyes. Nikki. I did, agree with you. I'm at, not saying, listen. The gravity of her verse on Monster is, uh, is just, the gravity of her verse on Monster is, yeah, like, is it is it dated now-ish? But, like, when she just literally got Jay-Z, Kanye, and Rick Ross. I mean, Rick mm. just did like a little like little interludes or whatever. But like when she just got them out of here with that verse, and honestly, Kanye's verse was tough. Mm-hmm. Kanye, and, I think he said it was like one of the greatest uh, verses of all time or yeah. something like that. So, you know, I'm just, Tiffany, t- I just, I gotta, I gotta put her on the Mount Rushmore she belongs on before we could talk about what you clearly are itching to talk about, which is, <laughs> which is, which is this potential fall off. So go ahead, fam. <laughs> no, it's not that I want to talk about. Listen, I am clearly not the largest Nicki Minaj fan that there is. I, I, I did like her style. Um, and I was a fan of hers to some degree. But now, you know, she's just a mean girl. And she seems bitter. Mm-hmm. 
she doesn't want anybody. To, she jumps on these girls, these, you know, these lesser known young ladies or these kind of one hit wonder type songs. She jumps on their songs thinking she's about to get a, I don't know what she thinks she's getting ready to do, but whatever it is, it ain't happening. And so she jumps on these songs with, I guess, the anticipation of making, you know, they're happy to have her. Mm-hmm. And she's somewhat happy to be there. Cause I, and I say that because when I watched her with like Megan Thee Stallion, she didn't say nothing on that song. Meg didn't really need her on that song. Just like she didn't really need Ty Dolla Sign because he wasn't doing nothing either. But um, you know what that is, though. That's that's, you know, that's that was, it's, it's business, and I yeah. get it. Mm-hmm. But then the minute she gets mad at the young lady, then it's a problem. You know, she can't she can't keep her loyalties to anybody. Um, I mean, she doesn't have a problem being loyal to men that beat women and pedophiles because she definitely married one. So well, we got to be honest so, about you know, that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and so, um, you know, she's she's just problematic in so many ways, and it didn't even have to be that way. Like she has had the opportunity to be like I'm Nicki Minaj. Like the the thing between her and Lotto. Let's take that the back and forth that they had over really nothing. Lotta was a fan of this woman. And Nikki just went left on the girl for no reason. And it just shows it's just no kind of camaraderie. There's no class. There's no like, okay, I'm the GOAT. I want you to be great too. I've had my time to shine. Or I'm still shining. Let's shine together. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no... She never had she to never. share the spotlight, though. I think I think that's the thing that we miss about Nikki is Wayne. She's the polar opposite of her predecessor, Wayne. Wayne was the most has easily been the most generous rapper goat ever. We'll just mm-hmm. jump on any one song. We'll do mm-hmm. any feature. We'll bring. We'll put his best foot forward on anything. He's he's already he's already so prolific, and and has been so like. He, it feels like he made it his intention around 2012 to make Drake and Nicki the biggest thing in the world and take a step back. And so you, you contrast that with Nicki. And I think the difference with Nicki is Wayne knew he had mad competition coming up and never felt weird about having to compete. Early on, Nicki didn't have to compete. After she got Kim out of here, she really didn't have to compete that much anymore. Like, it was... It was her world. And there were other female rappers, of course, that would do But she had to have known, just like how she came, somebody was coming. Mm-hmm. Like, the writing was on the wall. And so, instead of her kind of embracing that, I'm not saying her and Cardi B had to be BFFs for life. I'm just saying, you know, it just... It didn't have to be the way that it was, no, is what I'm saying. No, no. And it doesn't have to be the way that it is. What was the what was the biggest one? Somebody got nailed with a shoe, huh? Was it was it that was Cardi B at the Met Gala one yeah, year. Yeah. Um and and you know, stuff like that doesn't help. Right. So that that's not helpful. I just think that she's had so many opportunities to do great things and she's just squandered those opportunities and now she has i listened to a a episode of that stupid radio show podcast that she has pink radio or whatever it is 
this lady, I don't know what brand of whatever she over there smoking or whatever. She literally spent the 20 minutes that I listened to it cackling and yelling and screaming with her hairdresser. And I'm thinking to myself, this girl is not that funny. Like, I, I do think, wait, I do think you, you're right. You're right. I, I do think that is an aspect of Nikki's career that either her or her team have have falsely overemphasized is her charisma. It's not what she thinks it is. She doesn't have any no, charisma because no. she's a main girl. People don't like that. Like how she just makes you want to punch her in the face. If I'm being honest with you, and and it's and then her fans are like rabid dogs. I've never seen people like this in my life. You have the beehive. It's, it's really, the beehive is similar. The beehive is very similar. They go crazy. Yeah, that's true. Remember that's when true. we literally just I guess tried I'm not to about say, that genre, though. Yeah, remember when we literally just tried to say as a family and as a community that Carrie Hilson may be more attractive than Beyonce and the beehive. Me. You don't remember this? I never said that. I, well, I personally think it, but... But I know <laughs> Hilson told her behind when she tried to put that little funny song out about Beyonce and she ain't sang a song since. <laughs> <laughs> because Beyonce is giga and will get anyone out of here. <laughs> okay. Baby. But, you gonna sing your little ditty if you want to. <laughs> But who's next in the female space? Like who? So for me, it's Glorilla. I think that Meg is still in the female space heavy. Okay. I think Cardi is still in the female space heavy. But I think the new school is Lotto. And for better or for worse, Glorilla. Because Memphis. Baby, I was from Memphis a month, a year ago. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I was from Memphis. And I'm from Los Angeles, baby. I was from Memphis. Yeah, I'm Shibuya and all across. <laughs> but they killed that. I, they killed that time. day. I'm hella yes. child. They ate that up. I my, was from Memphis. My kids uh, at the at my job they they put that song on one time early on when I got there, and you know I hadn't really come across it yet. And I heard it, and I was like, at first I was like, ah, gimmicky. And as I kept listening, I was like, no, dope. Like, like, just good. Like, I was like, I mean, it's yeah. not really child friendly right. per se, but <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it's what it is. It's, it's a part of the culture. So, I think you know, I I love watching Glorilla come up because, first of all, she doesn't look like the other girls. Right. She she likes to come out in her interviews talking about how thick she is and how big her booty is, baby. Where? <laughs> I mean, but that's like a running joke for her. She's like, "Oh, I can't, I can't, I can hardly get to the door." And I'm like, "Baby, you, you, you was the door. What you talking about? <laughs> you and the door are similar. One of these things is definitely like the other." Come on, man. So, we, we try to we try to show Memphis love. I told you before I got on here. I have not like Getty Green by Project uh, Pat has been on absolute repeat. And real quick. uh Memphis is crazy. Memphis has brought Crunk back. Memphis is R.I.P. to Young Dolph. He's eternal. Um, you got, I mean, I mean, what Gotti's been doing there for a while has been amazing. 
uh, money bag. Yeah, Yo. calm down since he done got with Angela, honey. Yeah, well, he calmed down since everyone thought that he maybe did the thing. Um, we haven't discovered that he didn't do the thing. Yeah, just yeah, and I, yeah. So that that's a whole another conversation. But uh, you look at you uh, to me a guy that's really underrated who was really close with uh, Young Dolph, Key Glock, who just doesn't mm-hmm. miss for me. Just doesn't miss. Then you had the. Block Boy JB back when we were in Youth Impact with the you know the shoot and you know they had a they had a couple of joints they had that joint with Drake um, uh, I mean it 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 is like one its energy feels very similar to me to a lot of the energy that I got from the music scene in New Orleans. I was about to say that you know too, um, except for y'all you know well not except for except for I feel like these young ladies coming out of Memphis. They are really giving us something to think about and something to, you know, it felt like a wave, but I feel like this summer coming back, like they're about to, I think it's going to be something big. Oh, yeah. oh, and yeah. and not even just, you know, Memphis and, and Lotto. I love Lotto. I like her. She's trying to be more commercial and I get it because, you know, mm-hmm. she's trying to get in that space. I think Meg is going to come out with something really good for the summer because if you notice, she's already changing her look. She's trying to, you know, they put a little man in jail. So they're trying to revamp. <laughs> uh, Meg the Stallion uh, went through a, uh, for anyone in the audience who's been living under a rock, went through a very infamous situation where um, uh, it has it now been uh, determined, evidentially, that uh, Tory Lanez um, was it just shot at her or did he actually end up shot, hitting her? He shot her in the foot. Yeah, hit her in the foot. That's it. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, tragic situation. Seems like justice was done. And shout out to Meg Thee Stallion just bouncing back. She was at that Astros game looking like the wife I need. Um, <laughs> my goodness. Shout out to Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> I know it ain't the Stallion. Goodness. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, nah, she, yeah, but I, but, but I, but here's the thing. From the first time I heard um, "Big Old Freak," mm-hmm. I was like, "I was like, wait, I know y'all not trying to turn this woman into a gimmick because homegirl could rap anyone under the table." Oh, for sure, and her freestyle is crazy. Mm-hmm. The freestyle is—you're not going to outdo the freestyle, and I think that um, that also is what's setting some of these other um, lesser-known female rappers apart. Is I've been seeing like a lot of people on Sway, um, just killing it. Now, can I name all of them? No, <laughs> but I have seen, I have been watching them go on Sway and just like kill it. And I'm about the lyrics at this point because I know that we have typically, you know, you got the sexy girls, and then you got the kind of and. Well, Glorilla is not androgynous. She's sexy, but more tomboyish. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's yeah, what I would yeah. say. That's what say. And then, um, you know, you have the young MAs who, you know, she's not really doing too well right now with uh, kidney disease and everything. But um, she's she's making her way back. She's made some bad decisions around alcohol, but she's making her way back. But, mm-hmm. you know, then you have the young MAs who are, you know, clearly are more masculine presenting. So we have a, a variety right. of people to choose from in the in the female space. And I I love it. 
I love it. It doesn't feel right now. It doesn't feel super heavy. Outside of whatever Nikki got going on, which, you know, she'll spry up with something every couple of weeks. Oh, well, we haven't talked about Ice Spice yet. Ice Spice is there. She's there. And I think stylistically, she's unique um, as far as, like, what we've seen be, like, mainstream um, with her flow and her um, and her accent and things of that nature. And then, like, uh, I mean, their newest song was dope, I thought. It was cute. I, Which song was she, it? I, I could look it up. I don't remember the name off, off top. I could look it up. I feel like it. there's a space for her, obviously. And she said here recently that she was wanting to, you know, kind of solidify her sound and... You know, Princess um, Diana is the name of the, the new joint. I did like that. Yeah. Where well, was with Nikki too, right? She almost yeah. Yeah. She almost went a messing with your your guy. No, nah, Drake you was know. just real. Shorty, he shorty at ten, but the, the big bed, as he does most women. Shorty at ten, but uh, but the but the but the but the bars that that wasn't it. That's all. That's all he was saying. She her flow is nice and she she can go. I'm I'm talking about on a personal level. Oh, you you just always trying to come for Drake. Here's the thing, <laughs> Tiffany. Tiffany, here, here's what you because this is gonna segue us into our next section. Here's the thing you got to do with Drake. You got to just realize that it's giga 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 status. He's not going anywhere. He he won. He it's done. Y'all have to deal with it. It's done. And guess what? His biggest competition, his biggest competition, Kendrick and Kanye. They're done. Kanye's having googly eyes for Hitler. Kendrick uh, is uh, constipated, clearly. And and I'm just like, bro, like he doesn't have any competition. He he's he did it. He's done. He's out of here. Matter of fact, you don't think Cole's in any competition? No, no, no. For the big bad bandit. It's so crazy to me. You are like a Beyonce beehive, <laughs> Nicki Minaj, Barb mixed all in one. I want to be next to what's and real. And it needs to stop. I want to be next to what's real. And Drake is real. And and, and look, I just... No, but the thing, the thing for me with Drake, <laughs> in all seriousness, the thing for me with Drake has been... And I wrote a whole article about this. The Hot Boys... I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, spa- I am I'm sparing you like a bowling lane right now because your boy, like I said, is making googly eyes at the most infamous piece of evil that human history it's has ever quiet. seen. Okay, so I, I'm trying to spare you because I, cause I, I love Donda, you know what I'm saying? The woman, not the album. And has been uh, quiet here lately. Right. Okay, so let, let, me, let me be, I'm going to try to be nice. But, you know, like, my hip-hop tree is the South. My hip-hop tree is, um, as far as my loves, I, I, I didn't jump on a lot of the the New York and Cali stuff early on. I loved what was happening in Atlanta. I loved what was happening, um, obviously, um, in the city, my native city, New Orleans. And when I look at, like, the big ones, like the big guys at the top, I I feel like Drake mm-hmm. and Future have most of that Southern energy, the provocativeness, the sensuality, the the hit making ability, the choruses. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, honestly, the sexuality. I mean, like, I mean, I just feel like they have just that that bump energy. 
that that, that ratchet energy that the South always had. Look at Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne has not had a bar. With, I'm gonna tell you something. Without a female general reference for the weird last five ass years, you just used to describe those two men is not not true. It's app. for somebody. Drake is not none of those things. But Kennedy, mm-hmm. let me ask you. Okay. Because you're gonna, you are a neutral person in this here discussion. No, he's, not. he's been converted. <laughs> but go ahead. Go he's ahead. Go converted, ahead. But go ahead. How do you feel about Drake? I like him. Um, I do. I'll just be a little more explicit about. It. I, I do. I personally like Kanye more, but I would probably give Drake the the edge just I mean he hasn't really slowed down his lyricism I feel like has gotten better over the years um obviously the numbers are there I I feel like he he's he I don't know when you talk about like outsider rap and everything I hate to say it, he feels real. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta say top three. You gotta say top three. And I Sir, was definitely top this five. I appreciate Kennedy's take on this because he, he, he. I'm not saying that. Listen, I want to give Drake his flowers, mm-hmm. right? But let's not give him the whole florist thing. You're doing too much. So, <laughs> what, what I think it's been is, thirteen summers. Can, listen, he spent thirteen, 13 summers? summers being PM Don Junior. I ain't mad about it. I'm just saying that the guy has made the same song at least two uh, albums. See, don't do I, 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 no, I, I will say this. I did feel like that way after uh, CLB. No. And look at how CLB is aging. With no, it's pipe, great. With, it's with good. Pipe Down being a classic album cut. Race My Mind being a classic album cut. It might be his best intro on that and album. You and um, Future together i i have very specific but, 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 here, but here's but, but future as question. an artist future as an artist right is all right but 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 that's but that's where i think we need to gap this generational thing a little bit because it's like i think what we have to come to grips with is not only our drake and future you about to say something real crazy? No, they're the fa- they're the fathers of whatever's about to happen. They're the they're that what? I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that. They've sired whatever is about to happen. Period. Right. And what I and what I want to what I want to be clear about is I don't feel like they diverged hip hop in a dip in a direction that's inauthentic to where it came from. I feel like, and that's why that's why I always, I I, I if, if I'm honest, I never understand the Drake slander because he yeah, he is in in many ways the epitome of what a hip hop artist is. Courtside at games, always got the new flashy chick, always got the you know, always pushing the a new hairstyle. Like, what? I just think it's because he's a cornball. You can't Literally do this corny. when you root for Kanye. <laughs> He's not corny. He may be crazy. He's crazy. But he's not yeah. corny. No, 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 no. Wait, Kanye's not corny. He is now. We, no, we haven't seen. We haven't seen like simp behavior. We haven't seen fashion debacles. We haven't seen like fashion. Sir, your guy has no fashion. So let's start there. Don't let's not do that. <laughs> 
Your guy has no fashion. He just started wearing braids. I didn't I know that. Braids that. I didn't like, know Young sir. Money was getting. I didn't know Young Money was getting spanked today. I didn't know that's what we came here to do was to spank Young Money. You gonna say some? You gonna say some crazy stuff about Wayne too? Because you know what? That's a real New Orleans native, and it won't be talked about. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, outside the fact that he looks like he's walking and dying at the same time, I like Wayne. Let him thug out. He looks like. Let him thug out. He came a long way. From the 60 year old. He's he gonna mess around and, and stop right where he at. We if we keep on. We, we we can get to fifty. We can get to fifty. Is he he's he's forty one. We can get to fifty. We can get there. But I, when I look at when I look at Drake objectively now, I'm you like, let's 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 stop right there. <laughs> we just gonna stop. I, I'm actually kinda with Tiffany on this the one. Fact I, that you said Drake and objectively, out of your mouth, <laughs> what kind of tomfoolery game are you trying to play right now? Mm-hmm. But no, you cannot, you're not objective. Right. I'm about to I don't know you. what this man did to you. Mm-hmm. What kind of secret sauce he done put in this? Oh, singing song, the singing rap that he got going on. I don't know what he did to you. He made, I don't, and, and he must, and he must, and he did it to every college girl between the age of 21 and 25. For the he, past, he won. That's what he did. So he I he get, won. Yeah, he won. He knows the demographic. You know what I'm saying? He's like the H E B of rap. Dispro- dis- disproportionately has brought in HBCU black college and post grad women. Yeah, so sorry. The dad is there. I'm not saying that he has it, and mm. you know why? Because he tried to bring light skin back. So let's <laughs> don't even get me started. <laughs> We gonna have a, we, we gonna respect uh, Drake's uh, integrationist uh, black um, um, method, but I, I I will say as he I mean but but if, but 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 we're gonna be objective here so that we can get to the next piece of like that was his generate that what that the 2010s was I his. I just keep looking at Kennedy like this. I'm trying to intimidate him. The 2010s <laughs> was his, and I just need y'all to just right all of the tens, babes. I would. I agree with that. I think it started with Kendrick, and then it whoa, was wait, 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 wait. So, so, now, dang it, now y'all got to do this. Why y'all have to do this? Drake's first five years uh-huh. was, and I did. I said this on another episode. Were you 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 were you not listening then? Drake's first five <laughs> probably not. Years probably not. Was so far gone. Mm-hmm. Take care, and nothing was the same. Yeah. What do you mean? Kendrick stuff, but like, look, look at Kendrick's first three albums. You had Section Eighty was good. It wasn't great. Uh, it wasn't uh, elite. Um, then you had uh, your number two album of all time. Yeah. And then um, what was it? Uh, to Pimp a Butterfly, Butterfly, which Drake got out of here in 2015. But if you're reading this, it's yeah, too late. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. No, so I don't think all he did. the all the Shea Butter Twitter, all the hoteps. Yeah, Drake got Kendrick out of here. With if you're reading this, is too late. It's I don't a, know. It has lived significantly I, better. I think that they were every song on "To Pimp a Butterfly," other than so. I All agree. Right, I'm which just is saying that the general the general uh, uh, rap audience, a lot of people are still on "To Pimp a Butterfly." It's dope. Yeah, it's a. I'm, yeah, I it's I personally think it's. Uh, um, I think "Damn" is better. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think that after "Damn" was when Kendrick started to tail off. A little bit behind uh, Drake, but I think up until damn, they were it was a conversation. It was neck and neck, yeah. yeah. Twenty thirteen to twenty seventeen, it was neck and neck. So for for and then Kendrick won a Pulitzer Prize, and then <laughs> that's you cute. Know. That's cute for an album loaded with 
It don't matter. With with it don't matter. With watered down sociology. Let me tell you about, uh, if damn. your okay. if your big bed bandit had a one, then you'd be over here singing his praises with a t shirt on and probably a hat to match. <laughs> like my boy got the tens. So who let's is, move on. I know the audience. Yeah, that's is what I'm saying. Who's who? No, the audience is loving this. Trust me. They they <laughs> my my Drake Kendrick trolling has been has been infamous. <laughs> it's, it, it's been of lore. But who who who's getting the torch now? I, when I look mm. at the next big wave, I see Lil Baby. I see Twenty One Savage. I still see Kodak Black. Honestly. Mm. Um, I see Lil Uzi Vert and I see NBA Youngboy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see as the next, that next big clap. In- wait, wait, wait. Uh, Tiffany, hold up. Tiffany, hold up. Let me be re- very clear about NBA Youngboy because I think that's the one that you're giving me the look about. NBA Youngboy is dominant mm-hmm. right now amongst the kids and amongst. I'm not saying that he is dominant. not. I've seen, you know, I've listened to his music, I've seen his interviews. He's a very interesting young man. He, he seems to be very conflicted about even being in the music business, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, he seems like he he wants the money, but he doesn't want all the other stuff that comes with it. But unfortunately, you, gotta take you can't do one out. without the other. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lil Baby, <laughs> he's funny. I, I do think that uh, he is a contender. I don't even see Kodak Black. I don't like Kodak Black. Mm. Um, I don't understand anything that he's saying. <laughs> well, let me not say I don't understand anything he's saying. I listen to whatever that song is about. He's singing about a bathing suit. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. But <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, he's he's no Kodak. No, in all seriousness, Kodak has joints. He's now I joints have heard those. other songs where he's he does not sound out. as inebriated and <laughs> or like he's on a space mountain. But <laughs> it has not it has not waned my opinion of his uh level of performance. Is your is your next like if is the person that you would predict as the who's gonna run the twenty twenties? Who's gonna do it? No one's gonna do it like Drake just did the twenty tens, but who's gonna I be I feel like we don't now? have the person that's gonna do the do it yet. You don't think so? I don't yeah, I, don't I don't feel know. like they've arrived yet. Okay. I think that, yeah, I think that it'll probably be an intermediate, like, we'll get NBA Youngboy and probably Little Baby at the top, um, and then someone big will, will you know. I feel like this summer, this summer. Oh, this summer's going to be Drake's. Somebody's going to have to show up, and when they show up, they're going to have to show out. I, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. I, but I, I do think that I, I think Drake is gearing. Well, so how, how I think long he's do you leaked think... a couple of songs. Jesus so yeah. no, he's gearing for Outside this summer. Outside of him, for this Good summer. Lord. But if you want, if you want my prediction for who else is going to get this summer, watch yeah. out for Ice Spice. Watch out. So, how long do you think Drake has? Oh, I mean, I, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I, he, um, he feels like Drake could be doing it <laughs> until he's in the walker. No, mm-hmm. y'all, Drake will be will be running ballads when he's seventy. Okay, you know, in nice clothes. But you uh, at, at the top because he, he's uh, still yeah, yeah. he's still at the top right now. I, I, I think Drake is about on the same timetable as what we're looking at with LeBron. Okay. Yeah. 
as far as like maybe, you know, maybe about three or four years left as like the guy. Okay. And then I do think that person's coming. And I would have said before this latest album, it would have been Lil Baby. Did you say 21 Savage? I think 21's the guy. You think he is? I think he's the guy. Yeah, period. No, 21 before, before her loss. The whole album was your guy. Before her, no, before her loss. <laughs> before her loss. trash. No, before her loss, which which objectively you can't call that trash because it that has was been. Both of, that was everybody's loss. It has, it has been. <laughs> Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany, that album has been. <laughs> <laughs> that was no niggas' appearance. You can't. You can't you, you can't respond when someone sorry. does that, right? You can't respond when someone does that. That was good. I, I loved her loss. I loved that it so much, good. but I, I might good. not like it anymore after what good. Tiffany just no, said. No, so <laughs> it, it, it's, it's under not, no. Her loss was no... Yeah, I'm sorry. In, a, in Paris, Atlanta. that was in Atlanta. Tiffany, stop aging yourself. Her loss has been almost universally accepted as potentially oh. one of Drake's top three in his discography. It's almost. my personal favorite of his. Almost. But. Like, so I, I don't want you to... I don't want you to look crazy out here. I'm trying. I'm trying to say I'm putting on the cape. I don't want you to look crazy I'm out here. I'm putting on the cape right now, Tiffany. I'm putting it on. I'm coming out the phone booth. Baby, you ain't never took it off. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got on the Drake Dunkin' on. <laughs> let me let me let me let me go snatch let me go snatch uh, Kanye out of that uh, swastika. <laughs> I, I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna play with y'all too much longer. I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna start. <laughs> Whatever. I'm gonna start running it, but no, I, I I really do think I I I think y'all are right. I think the next person that's coming is someone we don't know yet. But but I really do think that Twenty One Savage is. I think he's different. I think he's I think he's lyrically very impressive, and I think that he has a. I think he has a, a energy like what is one his voice is amazing, but I think he has an energy. That is remarkably infectious. I there there is there is a level of like get up that happens when twenty one is on a feature. Mm-hmm. I agree, people. but some parts of me feel like he kind of had his moment and he squandered it a bit. And if he can come back, that would be great, you know. But I don't see he doesn't feel like the guy. You know who I wanted? I don't know, I don't know who the guy or the girl is. Or collectively to have two of them. Right. I mean, I spices, you know, she's a cool foot, you know, little yin yang. But I'm looking for that lightning in a bottle. I'm looking right. for that not just somebody for the summer. I'm looking for somebody like, oh, this is a summer jam and then we're gonna come with the E P and then we're gonna come with the app. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted J I D. I wanted Jid. Are you how are you feeling about the uh, I wanted Jid. the Metro JID uh, collab? I think if Jid drops that, I think he could start putting his name because basically the only problem he's had is just for some reason he I know the reason and I'll I'll say it in a minute and see what y'all think. Mm-hmm. There 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 seems to have been this weird ceiling that he hit that I'm like why? Because he's so talented. Like mm-hmm. he he can make the song. He's got the voice. He can rap really well. I honestly think but he has the look. But it's almost like he don't believe in his own self. I guess. I don't know what it is. Because I, I was like, you you could have heard me in 2018 saying, oh, Jid is about to, it's, you know, it's it's a wrap. So I have a question. You might like this, Josh. I'm sorry, Tiffany. Do you feel like it's just because Drake has stayed around too long that some of these people haven't popped off? I, I Yes, and I don't, I think, 
no, I no, you know what it is? I think what's really happening is people are consolidating in their camps. Mm, okay. Pe- people are consolidating in their camps. Like that's why that's why it took so long for people to realize that NBA Youngboy was selling like hotcakes out here. Because he had like everyone's cult following mm-hmm. is there because we're we're oversaturated in the market as far as music. Um, there's just so much music out there, mm-hmm. um, and 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 so many people, especially Gen Z, are very diverse genre wise as far as their listening consumption. Mm-hmm. And and then you have Gen X, which you know, right, right, me, mm-hmm. um, who we are uh, very loyal to a certain sound i I can relate to that a little bit because i still listen to 2000s rappers (laughs) we're very loyal to a certain sound we're also kind of loyal to a a certain kind of ethics when it comes to the game and so when i think that we don't just look at oh this sounds good we also kind of look at the person and like what they got going on and stuff like that now that that's not important i think to gen z and all the other letters but as a gen xer i think that i can say that because we still are holding on to the 90s r&b you know what i'm saying and y'all need to let that go y'all need to let so, that go y'all, y'all need to produce something that's worth listening to now look i don't think i don't now look we're not we're not giving y'all the r&b that that used to happen in the 90s You're not i, giving us the I R&B. agree I agree. Give, I, I, I am in a 100% specific agree. R&B group. I agree. And you all aren't giving us anything. I mm-hmm. love Summer Walker. I love SZA, and, but they all sound like they're singing the same yeah, song. Yeah, no, I, 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 I do agree that we you have not given us giving us R&B. Y'all are giving us... But uh, my point was about to have, be... Who right. are not emotionally intelligent. Just stop all that. See, now you got to... My point was about to be that... <laughs> The golden era of hip hop was just this last decade. I'm sorry. Like we had Yay, we had uh Future. We started off this whole episode talking about dreams and nightmares. We had Drake, we had Kendrick, J. Cole, uh I just a slew, Big Sean, Wale. Um, we we had uh I mean we had a, an incredible um just like it was deep, like like weird, like morph transition from rocking. like yeah, like and then we had all these like eccentric guys like Young Thug and I mean like that was that was the deepest most diverse uh, Mac Miller Ken uh, uh, I'm sorry uh, I thought Chance. I would have put Young Thug in there but Young Thug is a let see Tiffany this you have got like your ears have got to modernize a little bit just a little just. I didn't say I didn't like him. I just said I know if I would put him in the same bucket as the you're talking about. He ran that. He ran. <laughs> I just said after 2014, Young Thug was Young Thug was everywhere, right? After uh, Rich Gang. Yeah. And I said I I'm just saying. That's fair. I'm not fair. hanging up a Young Thug flag. That's all. I am free slime. Free slime. <laughs> but. <laughs> The twenty the twenty tens was the golden era. That say my cousin Mookie and Mookie then killed twelve people. Look, young, th- he didn't. <laughs> he didn't do it. KK did it. Thugger didn't do it. Child, that boy going to jail. He might. He might. <laughs> he, he might. He might. He might. But yeah. 
courtroom the other day. They showed a video of him. Somebody in the courtroom was getting sentenced <laughs> and taken off, and they was yelling. He was looking like, oh, Lord, is that going to be me? Yes, sir, it is. <laughs> Poor guy. That's exactly Poor that's your, that's your fate. Our, our but prayers, anywho, um, I, I do think that generation... Gen Xers like myself, we, we're just loyal to a certain sound. And so when it comes to like the newer sound that um, this generation has, it feels fun to like dance to a little bit. But then you got, you know, y'all, they're rapping about things that we're telling our kids to stay away from. Wait, but no, y'all rap- Wait, can we do this for a second? Y'all rapped about it too. You have, yeah. st- you have staples. You have like literally like uh, pushing. Uh, no, like the 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 clips were cocaine heavy. Yes, I mean Hove has talked his whole career about how he went from from Grams to Grammys. I mean he he kind of coined that term. Yeah, we but, were in our songs. We were selling mass quantity of drugs. We weren't partaking in fentanyl and all this other kind of stuff like this other boy Future. We were moving weight. That's much. I like how you set up. No, because I'm not gonna let y'all. Do I'm not. I'm not gonna let y'all tell all these uh, all these folk tales about uh, selling. We were talking about moving mass quantities. Yeah, then and and, and some and somehow y'all are talking about popping pills and you know doing stuff to your own self. We weren't doing it to ourselves. It's yes. a different thing. We was Noriega in these streets. No, y'all oh, didn't. No. I mean, yeah, y'all weren't doing was... it to yourselves. But Benny Siegel <laughs> just so happened to disappear. With his nose white as Christmas, we're not going to do this. Diff- it was just a different vibe. Uh, it's just a different vibe. That's all. Yeah, my my guy had to take five years off of rap. Eminem, come uh, on. <laughs> but you know, making a recovery know, album. Yeah. Which was a good album. Okay. I was just listening to that yesterday. But no, yeah, there 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 was a there was a shift, and and I'd be interested uh, for us to talk about that in the future, Tiffany. Like the there was a shift with Wayne. Of being the dealer to the user, I, I it kind of was with yeah. With I mean, Snoop, and, and that's but, a good that's the, uh, the way that you just said mm, that was yeah, like the true. best mm-hmm. way to describe how I what I was trying to articulate. Mm-hmm. Like we were like in our songs, and, and both of it is terrible. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but in our songs, we were the dealers. We were the you know the ones supplying the drugs. You know, we it wasn't we wasn't popping. We wasn't doing the drugs ourselves. Right, right. We was talking about smoking weed, right? Yeah, yeah, but but you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Everyone smokes weed. Black people have a very particular, beautiful, infectious culture of how we smoke weed. So, because I was about to say, I was about to say, um, well, you know, Snoop was a user, but but it was weed, so it was just way different. Like it didn't feel yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it feels like weed is kind of like a. Like a like a like kind of like breathing, if if it when it when it's used in a certain way recreationally, uh-huh, uh-huh. and so it just never came across as like like no one no one would be like oh you're addicted to weed you know you don't have like well, a, I think a because the way that marijuana is a more social drug right right, right. like yeah. if I came to your house it's you know for shits and giggles if I came to your house and I was like. Hey, y'all want to hit this weed? Right. Somebody gonna be like, "Oh, we ain't gotta talk about it." But if yeah. I come to your house and I say, "Hey, man, I got this crack," what? I'm good, <laughs> right? We stopped doing that, that in the eighties. 
I'm good. This novel right. is not a social. Like, how right. do you even get to a space where someone is okay offering you something like that? White parties. Who? White parties. White. White. White folks. Yeah, that's where that's where okay. that stuff gets like offered and more communal for sure. For sure. Yeah. No, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I'm around white folks all the time, and I have never <laughs> had an <laughs> opportunity of anybody asking me to pray shit like that. But be patient. Uh, <laughs> be patient. It's soon coming. Yes. No, but um, but I think that like in our community, the reason why because um, it's a more communal type right. of drug, and right. so we don't even really think of it in some ways as a drug because it's. Like smoking cigarettes. Yeah, it's an aspect of culture. I mean, we've had we had before hip hop. We had we had um, uh, you know Mary Jane with uh, why am I blinking? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's just it's just an aspect of our of, of culture at this point. But Tiffany, do you when you think about um, no, let's no longer like uh peer into the future but let's just honor what hip-hop has done when i think about it as the kind of the the grandkids of of you know um blues and negro spirituals and gospel and all of that i i i sometimes i wonder like how is it going to be remembered historically and i want to hear what y'all think about this Mm -hmm. i personally think that in spite of the vulgarity, not just the vulgarity, but the 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 lack of political correctness, the the uh, the kind of ratchetness of it. I actually think that history will look back very fondly on even the content of hip hop because of the obviously the social conditions that it came from. But quite frankly, I I don't think we talk enough about how high class art hip hop really is like. It has the most expansive vocabulary of any genre of music probably ever, but definitely yeah. that's um, current. Um, it has had some of the most unique amalgamations of sounds that we have ever heard, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it has created some of the greatest American characters ever, like Snoop Dogg, Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. Tupac, Biggie, Jay-Z, Drake, mm-hmm. Kendrick, Kanye, like... Some of the most important American figures of all time have now come from this genre. And so I think it, regardless of the, you know, the promiscuity and some of the lack of political correctness, I think when people look back, no matter how progressive we are generations from now, I really do think that this genre, not only in its impact and in its like embrace and and sonic you know um appreciation but literally in its actual content will still be very highly admired and regarded mm-hmm. you think i i agree with that i mean i think I that think it, oh go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say in celebrating 50 years of rap um you know i've seen all kind of little segments and and people having their take on what 50 years of rap means to them but for me, like, I don't think that people are going to remember rap because of those things. They'll remember them in spite of those things because I think that, you know, we can go from the Sugar Hill Gang to 
MC Light to 357 to NWA and F the police. Like, we can every turn timetable, there was a marker of what was going on right. in the yeah. world. Right. Yeah. Right. And so that's what makes it so beautiful is because, yeah, we can mark it by the ratchetness. You know, we can mark it by the mumble rap. We can mark it by these different things. But what we mostly can mark it by is the social consciousness that it brought into this country mm-hmm. and the awareness of the black experience. Mm-hmm. Something like blues did, something like how Negro spirituals did, something how um, jazz music and Harlem Renaissance and and things like that. We, you know, hip hop birthed so many things. It birthed great people, but it birthed so many film directors, mm-hmm. actors, um, businessmen, moguls. Um, it wasn't just. It's, and not us because it's not dead, but it's not just about kind of like moving the the genre along in peace. Every every genre has to go through a fight, and it has to go through a metamorphosis. And so, at one time, we might be more peaceful and loving, and all about dancing, like when Snoop and Pharrell and Jay Z are on a song, and then something may happen six months later. And you get a Kendrick Lamar album. And then something happens a couple of months later. And then, you know, people want to start talking about, um, you know, being free sexually, the the women. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you can't put away like a little Nas X who wants to, you know, openly talk about his, his sexuality. So if, it's moving, the culture is moving as we progress as people, but I think that the impact is so strong. Without hip hop, there's so much stuff that wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Yeah. I mean, and we can't, we can't act like that's not a thing. Right. Like clothing, the way you eat certain things, where you eat, where you want to be seen, TikTok. Um, How people talk. Mm-hmm. We have completely oh, changed. AAVE. Yeah. yeah. The expansion of AAVE. Mm-hmm. You know, because obviously that's something that we, when we went from Ebonics to AAVE. Right. So now the expansion of AAVE and how that affects everyday life and how people communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. And so when that's written down, you know, as time goes on, people are like, what were they talking about? What were they saying? What were they trying to get across? And then we have. Even the videos, when you go from like a Busta Rhyme video, when he had locks, to when you go to like a Cameron video, when he has on the pink jacket, those are monumental moments in hip hop that are never going to be forgotten. And they and they shouldn't be slept on. So 50 years of rap music is so, of hip hop is so important and I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the next 50 Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just, I was just saying. Um, <clears throat> as far as, um, I think you know, when when you talk about art, it's 
art is is art is the human experience. Um, it captures the human experience. I feel like rap does that. Hip hop, you know, like we we, I think in in another twenty thirty years or you know as society progresses, forget the timeline. Uh, we're gonna look back and we're gonna look at some of these albums that a lot of people were, you know, maybe criticizing because of the lyrical content or criticizing because of, um, you know, the the drugs or the sex or the money, or whatever. Um, and I think we're gonna kind of look like like okay, why were people criticizing that? It looks a little silly because that was the human experience. Mm -hmm. The human experience was, um, you know, unfortunately, it was a little more misogynic, uh, misogynist, you know. 10 20 years ago and now you know it still is um but like you know you you understand placing that with the culture you understand with kind of the drug happy culture that you know as we've uh you know we've been in like the last 20 20 years or so you understand um just kind of placing um the themes of hip-hop it it, it kind of lines up and it i don't think it necessarily is always a promotion of um all these things i don't think it's a promotion of drugs um or you know, I don't even know if 50 Cent was promoting P.I.M.P. or Pimp, Pimpin', you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I think that as we look back, we're going to look at it kind of like Tiffany said of like, you know, it's almost a record of, of culture. It's almost a record of um, how society has progressed. And I think as time goes by, as people understand art a little better and the human experience better, um, I, I think it will be remembered fondly. I think it's a great idea. I think mm. it's a phenomenal way to say it. I, I'm... I'm excited about where it's going. I I do think it's consolidating. I think everyone's really tapping into their fan bases more and they're trying to be mainstream. I think that's because they realize that they can't compete with the most mainstream guy out there right now. So I think it's just let me focus on my fan base because I can't I can't beat the beige uh, king. But um, he's just got you on the payroll, my guy. I I just think he's making the best music. Um, but. Uh, Kennedy, how are you even standing it right now? You know, honestly, I'm numb to it at this point. Um, I've been, you know, I get it through text. I get it through phone calls. You know, we've had hour-long phone calls where he's talking about Drake this, Drake that. And I'm just yeah. like, you know, i got to take it. I just got to take it's it. It's real. It's real. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's easy, easy <laughs> to go. But I, but I do think, I think, I think it's going to look different. I think it's going to look much more compartmentalized. I think it's going to look much more um, geographical. Uh, which it always has been geographical, but I think people are going to speak to their base a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, I eventually... Think it's going to be more global because we got Burna Boy and, you know, all of these people. We have that... Um, yeah, Tim's, yeah. Kind of yeah. the Afro sound. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm all about that. Yeah, so I, I think I think we'll still all, we'll always be global, but I think artists will try less to be Drake and try more to be Tower the Creator, who has just really cultivated his fan base. And quite frankly, you may not love this, but I heard someone say this two years ago, and I just haven't forgot it. Tower the Creator has been making... The, the music Tower the Creator has been making over the last like five to six years has been the music that Kanye thought that he's been making over the last five to six well, years. Well, I think with threw people off about Tyler Pierre because he had that phase of where, he, you know, he was saying that he wasn't talking about God. He was openly talking about Satan and, you know, things like that. And people were very uncomfortable mm -hmm. with that, that phase that he kind of went through. Um, and then when he kind of jumped off that train and was being, first of all, when he did the best upset 
of an album coming out for Mr. We Are We The Best. <laughs> well, he got him out of there. He, he got, got Khaled out of there. <laughs> that man really thought that he was really finna be the number one. And when he wasn't number one and Tyler the Creator was, and Tyler just sat back and watched it happen, he had a full-on meltdown oh man and when tyler went on we gotta we gotta like put that in like a time capsule and have it as like a eternal archive when yes. tyler went on hot 97 and got in dj khaled's ass <laughs> bro <laughs> that was so magical man, man because you know i'm on the fence about dj khaled as it is right so um you know i i appreciate the fact that he's a dj that don't dj I appreciate the fact that he's a, a producer of he producing something. Don't keep saying <laughs> I appreciate that he says he's this, but he's not. You're just going to keep doing it. I mean, the man said he was on Jenny Craig for two years and he lost not a pound. So he, he's, he's on brand and consistent. Um, oh, man. But what I will say is that you know, I love the fact that he motivates young people or people in general in general and he kind of dangles the carrot of, you know, this is what success could look like for you while, you know, kind of leeching off of our culture and not necessarily giving it to me the just dues that it deserves or the respect that I feel like he should oh, in some ways. Yeah, there's good critiques of Cal. And I was excited when, when Tyler was a because well, I think Tyler's just been making some just stupid dope mm, music. Like I would love for him to just elongate his career and be the next guy. I just think he has so much versatility and mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I I just think he can just he can just do so many things and do just do them so well. Do do you feel like um kind of to uh, Tiffany had a, a thought that kind of made me think this, but um do you think like producers will become bigger? Like uh, Metro, and, yeah, those and, producer album type things. Like mm-hmm. Metro is a long. You want to talk about elongating a career? Mm-hmm. People thought, you know, I, I mean, people really loved the the kind of twenty fourteen to twenty sixteen mm-hmm. ride that he was on, and then it looked like he was just about to be, you know, kind of like you know DJ Mustard and the rest of those guys, just kind of mm-hmm. hot and not. And mm-hmm. Metro's still out here. No, yeah, I, I kind of forgot about him until uh, the last album, uh, Heroes and Villains, and I think that's my favorite album of the year. Yeah, like, I had I hear uh, what was it? Her loss was was my favorite, and then that came out. I was like, oh, this is it, you know. Yeah, you heard that too. Yeah, um, but uh, I think that yeah. pe- nobody nobody does it. The format that DJ Khaled has made for himself, nobody is doing it quite like that. No, exactly. And so he's created his own lane, and and rightfully so. I mean, the man is good at what he does. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I, you can't. I can't take that from him. Yeah. He he has created his own lane. You know, he's a very smart businessman. Whenever you have an album and you've put one all of the residuals and things in one of your son's names and the residuals and everything. To in the other sons, those kids will never have to work again. Right. Off of those two albums. Right. They right. will never have to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Really? So he's a smart businessman, mm-hmm. but I, he feels culture vulturous at times, mm-hmm. and that's that's the part that bothers me. That will eternally be an interesting conversation in hip hop as it continues to expand, but I do want to mildly end on saying something very positive. About sure. not only DJ Khaled, but somebody else. I think with DJ Khaled and this other person I'm about to name, 
have done something very interesting in hip hop. I think they brought a high, high, high level of unity into a very competitive space. No, Cowan and Kanye. It's Cowan and Kanye. I was about to say no, right. no, it's Cowan and Kanye. <laughs> Kanye was so great about getting multiple mm, yeah. big time artists that were competing yeah. with mm-hmm. each other that probably didn't want to initially like mm-hmm. like kind of like merge their stuff and like you know eat off each other's stuff like we're competing with each other at a very high level in the mid to early mm-hmm. 2000s and late 2000s and i mean swagger like us we sleep but that oh for sure you know what i'm saying getting all those guys together you know same thing with forever like kanye mm-hmm. did we've had that. the uh cruel yeah. summer too was one of my favorites yeah yeah and then Khaled really like followed up with that and, and mm-hmm. i feel like that i feel like those two guys brought you know, it's similar how much the NBA and, and uh, hip-hop kind of yeah. mirror each other. But, like, you know, very competitive in the 90s, very mm. competitive in the early 2000s to now, like, super friendly. Mm-hmm. And I think those two guys really, like, they did that. So I, a, I wanted to make sure that your boy got some shine here at the end. <laughs> that is a good point. I, I never really thought shine about in like my that. heart. I don't talk about him like you do your person. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a maniac, but you, you do when he's hot. He's not hot. That's why. I, 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 and I and I and I don't talk about him that much when he's hot now. Yeah. Uh, but I do recognize that you know he's had some issues in these past couple of years on a personal level and uh, musically. I wasn't thrilled about some of his music either. Um, I'm looking forward to him trying to make a comeback. I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, he looks like he's kind of content with the new version of Kim Kardashian that he's married and um, <laughs> she's a, she's a cornball and so <laughs> we'll see how that works out um, you know I saw them the other day with these you know he still has his face covered mm-hmm. he's getting a little juicy yeah he looks healthy which you know is good yeah. and he's staying uh, out the way more so than anything so I hopefully I hope that he goes somewhere and makes some good music. Well, and yeah. I hope that he gets some um, gets some help or at least continues to get some help. We're going to always love Kanye. Kanye is, uh, he he meant a lot. He did a lot. And if if it gets to the end and, and he hasn't really made a pivot and, and we have to unfortunately deal with, you know, like just all the residual foolishness towards the end of his career, it is what it is. But. Kanye is undeniably a legend, and I would say, arguably, uh, the greatest rapper ever. I, I, would I, say. I would say, you know, I'm looking forward to him doing something, but let's let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. You know, let's let's give him another chance because some of y'all mamas still stepping in the name of love, and I know it because I see him doing it. So uh, if y'all, yeah. if if you can give Mr. Kelly some grace, so you can. Uh, Definitely give a man who's definitely going through some uh, mental issues. Uh, some can't can't say you love uh, Trump and then get mad at someone for saying they love Hitler. Um, I think that <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the way to end this bad boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. uh, this was always a time I love when the boomer and the zoomer get together. I love it. Uh, 
And uh, once again, Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us. We won't have this much of a break in between uh, these conversations. I hope that whatever we talked about is going to be useful. It will be. (laughs) It will be. There there was a lot of gems here. There's a lot of content here. Um, I I mean, I I always have a good time. I love coming on the podcast. Um, You know, when I listen to it played back and you know, kind of remember some of the conversations we have. Kennedy, it was very nice meeting you nice for my you first too. time uh, meeting you, and hopefully we can, you know, come back together and do this again, but mm. I gotta let y'all go, because I gotta get on a plane in a couple of hours. That's it, that's it. Get you, get, you, get you some rest. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the Moral Minority Show. Um, please feel free to, to hit us up uh, through email, uh, the more minority show at gmail.com. Um, please feel free to hit up myself or Kennedy on social media. Don't hit up Tiffany. She's got her own world. She wants her <laughs> own world. Um, but hit us up with, com- with, with questions. And if you have any questions about Tiffany, I'll just answer them on her behalf in the most authentic way possible. <laughs> but uh, please don't involve anything about Drake. It won't. It won't. But, uh, but yes, uh, thank you so much for joining us and, Please uh, join us again in the future.